재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 A Texas teenager made headlines after controversially evading a jail sentence back in 2013 despite killing four people while driving drunk. Um, he's been arrested another time for violating probation and fleeing to Mexico. And he's been dubbed the, quote, affluenza team after his lawyer invoked the term during his 2013 trial, claim- claiming basically he was too rich, too spoiled to understand the consequences of his actions. So needless to say, this would uh, result in a lot of outrage by people all around the world, including here in Korea. What we want to do is examine whether this condition is real, imagined, or somewhere in between. And to help us out with that, we're very pleased to have joining us from the University of Liverpool, uh, clinical psychology professor Peter Kinderman. Hello. Uh, Hi there. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, This term, affluenza, as it's uh, being bandied about, is not, from what I understand, officially recognized as a medical condition, but from what you've been able to observe, does it share any similarities with any official uh, clinical diagnoses linked with antisocial behavior? Well, I think we need to go back a step, which is that a lot of the words that people use to describe mental health conditions, depression, anxiety, phobia, even schizophrenia, hallucinations, bipolar disorder, these are just descriptive words. I don't think there's anything magical or special about saying that one word represents a real mental illness Mm -hmm. and other words describe interesting parts of human nature. So, no, affluenza is definitely not listed amongst the recognized medical terms. But, you know, as a psychologist, I have serious doubts about the validity of many of those medical diagnoses Anyway, Mm. I certainly don't think we should diagnose people with a disorder of affluenza. I do think that huge disparity of wealth, huge inequality in countries can have very serious problems, not only for individuals, but for the nations. Then as far as these children are concerned who, let's say, they grow up in very, very wealthy families, they perhaps, and again, this might be a stereotype for people who are not of that class, but they they grow up with a sense of entitlement, perhaps uh, feel a little bit less empathy uh, for their neighbors or people in less fortunate circumstances. It's not necessarily then some kind of uh, psychological condition, but more of a social phenomenon? Absolutely. And I think when you describe it in those terms, I think it becomes just as real just as much of a problem for society and for individuals to deal with, but it's actually much, much more sensible. So if a child is brought up in a family with great wealth, where that child makes, I guess, the incorrect conclusions about the difference between his or her lifestyle and other people's, then there can be very serious problems. If children grow up not realizing that other people have to work for a living, Mm. uh, despising people who can't do the things that they can do themselves, looking down on people who just happen to be less wealthy than themselves. All of those things are problems. I think it's a mistake to suggest that those things are symptoms of a psychological condition. They're the consequences of extreme inequity in wealth. And they're issues that we as citizens, but also politicians, need to take seriously and do something about. But it's wrong to suggest that they're in any way disorders or illnesses or conditions. That's what happens 
when people grow up in conditions of extreme financial inequity. When we then, if you look at something like uh, psychopathy and uh, this inherent uh, inability to feel empathy for people around yeah. you, uh, that when you look at a spoiled child uh, seemingly being dismissive and very disrespectful to people around, that is not then, you can't conflate those two type of things, right? Well, I, I think that, again, we should describe things in straightforward language. So if there is an adult or indeed a child who is contemptuous of other people, dismissive of other people's feelings, has a sense of entitlement, uses other people for his or her own benefit rather than relates to them as equals and as people of equal merit, then that's definitely a problem. And of course, we can learn to be that way. So we can, we can sometimes learn to be that way because we've been badly treated. A lot of people who've been abused and bullied end up with very antisocial traits of personality. Sometimes we can grow up to have those antisocial personality traits because we've learned them from our parents. And yes, I can see that it's entirely possible for people to, who have grown up in conditions of extreme wealth to interpret that in such a way that they look down on other people. But I don't think it's right to separate out uh, some people who are genuine psychopaths right. from other people who have grown up in conditions that lead them to despise other people. For me, it's much more about a, an ordinary common-sense approach to psychology. And I think it's obvious that if you have a society with extreme uh, inequality in wealth, that's going to lead to psychological and social problems, both for the poor people and for the wealthy people. It, it's an unhealthy state of affairs. Certainly is, and you've mentioned parents uh, several times here. Uh, is it uh, is it wrong to place some or a lot of the responsibility on parents? After all, there are certainly uh, very wealthy families who have raised children, and uh, some of them seem to be very well adjusted and seem to be very uh, yeah, well behaving members of society. So, uh, a lot of this is due to how a parent decides to raise their child. Well, I think that that's true. I think that's different from blaming parents. I, okay. I don't particularly want to blame anybody. I think the first thing to say is each individual has a responsibility to look out on the world and uh, understand it in a responsible and morally appropriate way. So each individual, we all hold responsibility for our behavior and indeed our attitudes. I think then I would say that the blame, if there is blame, would lie on society as a whole. Parents are just one part of that. So it's the way in which we organize the uh, payment, remuneration, salary of top officials. It's the way that politicians behave. It's the way that our tax systems work. It's the way that we school people, whether we have separate and uh, exclusive and privileged education. So parents are only part of that. Uh, and you absolutely can see some very wealthy people who have very positive and strong moral attitudes. So, I mean, I think Bill Gates is right. immensely wealthy and appears to be very much heading on a direction of uh, charitable and philanthropic work for other people. I think in part it depends on why people believe they're in the position that they believe. This is the sense of entitlement. And I think that most people realize that a lot of what happens to it in our lives is due to things that are essentially beyond our control. So children grow up in wealthy families because they were just lucky to have wealthy parents. Right. And yet they don't see that and they believe that in some way they are entitled to or they are responsible for or it's because of them that they are wealthy and I think many of us uh, and many people who grow up in very wealthy households realize that 
the circumstances that have happened to us in our lives are pretty much beyond our control, and we should be fortunate and respectful of the fact that we've ended up in the positions that we're in, rather than believing that we are somehow special because we just happen to be wealthy. Certainly uh, some very important points raised here. And bottom line, then, and we're talking about this because of this controversial ruling, uh, essentially from what you're saying, uh, this was a, a cynical defense strategy by the lawyers of this child that basically worked, right? Well, I think that the, uh, it's very difficult for me to comment on individual cases, even ones that have already been through the courts. But I think that um, when you mention the word lawyers and you mention the word cynical strategy uh-huh. in the same sentence, I think you've probably got it about right. Okay, well, uh, we will have to leave it there then. Professor, thank you very much for joining us. Very interesting to get your insights on this issue. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Professor Peter Kinderman from the University of Liverpool. We've got Seoul City News up next.